Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. We're glad you're here. Uh, we got an exciting show today. Eddie Speed, one of the, uh, the master's experts of notes, and he does a lot of other investing too, but that's a specialty. He's going to be on. We're going to be interviewing him and talking to him about all about notes, and you're going to learn a lot of stuff in this call. And Eddie's just a great guy. He's in my mastermind. He's the real deal, and I'm excited about it. But I also have Alex. Alex, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. We uh, Awesome. Flipping deals. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been saying awesome a lot. Whenever people ask me how I'm doing, I've just been, I've de- decided I'm going to start saying awesome. I can definitely awesome. tell it's a habit now because it just, it just came out. You know, it wasn't like you had to even think about it. I'm not all into the feeling, you know, having to think positive stuff, you know, but I think, it's, I think your words do matter. And so instead of just saying... Oh, absolutely. Instead of just saying good... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little more positive and upbeat. How about uh, another day, another dollar? Meh. <laughs> so, How about different day, same old crap? <laughs> <laughs> Life's a beach. <laughs> well, but anyway, uh, I wanted to read some reviews. We haven't done that in a while. We've got some oh, good reviews sweet. here. We got five star. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Five star from Scott. He says, great material. I wish there was a new episode every day. There's a lot of practical information that can be implemented immediately. Thanks, Scott, for that. We also have a review from Duke, 25756. Um, get ready to take some notes, he says. Joe and Alex cut through the fog of RE investing and give actionable advice in every episode. You better be ready to take some notes because Joe, Alex, and their guests all provide valuable takeaways in every podcast. These guys are out there doing what works every day. Keep it up, guys. Very much appreciated. Thank you very much, Duke. And I got one more we'll read, just a short one here. Good stuff. This is from Mikhail86. Thanks, Joe and Alex, for doing a great podcast. I can say that you and Sean were the first people that inspired me into real estate. And uh, we appreciate that, man. We got a lot of people listening to this podcast every day, Alex. It's humbling. Oh, and it's awesome. It's, it's incredible. It's, uh, I appreciate everybody uh, and their kind words, you know, as we are, we're just regular guys doing the business, but we try our best to give you the best information that we possibly can and, and hope your, uh, you know, hope everybody's businesses benefit from it. And it seems like, like they are. So that's excellent. It's awesome. It is, man. We got this uh, fast cash survival kit as well. If you go to realestateinvestingmastery.com, you can get your free copy of the kit. It's bunch of videos, Alex talking about how he does deals. I talk about how I do deals, how we use virtual assistants to do all of our marketing for us, even pre-screen and make offers to sellers. We talk about marketing by the numbers, you know, what marketing works, what marketing doesn't work, and what kind of, just have a general idea. You know, if you want to make 10 grand a month wholesaling properties or doing whatever, you need to know how much marketing you have to do every day. And the video we have in there kind of breaks those down, breaks down your goals into things you can control. And that's probably, that's probably one of our best videos in there is understanding the marketing, understanding if you need to find, if you want to do two deals a month, how do you break that down into things that you can actually control? Like 
how many offers can you make a day? How many phone calls can you make a day? How many letters and postcards can you send a week and things like that? So you can get that at uh, realestateinvestingmastery.com. We also have a cool feature. If you text the word FAST to 38470 with your email address, we will actually send you automatically within like half of a millisecond the Fast Cash Survival Kit to your phone. It's pretty cool. So if you text the word FAST and, wow. your, and your email address to this number, 38470, we have this cool little doohickey that will send you the Fast Cash Survival Kit in your phone. Is that cool I'm or gonna, what? I'm going to try that right now. I, I didn't even know about this. Well, <laughs> I just added so, it the other day. Yeah, it's pretty so cool. So what do I, I got to do? I go FAST? Text the word FAST and then your email address. You know, put a space in between the word fast and email to 38470. 38470, text the word fast in your email, and we'll respond to you with the Fast Cash Survival. It'll just be a link to where it's at. We also, while, while you're doing that, and it'll probably take Alex a few minutes to figure that out, so we'll give you <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we also have a, a podcast hotline where if you call this number and leave a message, you can leave us your email we'll send you the fast cash survival kit or if you have a question for the show or a comment or a review and if as long as it's not you know r-rated we'll go ahead and play it on the <laughs> podcast but that Text has been sent okay cool let me know when it comes back when you get something but the uh, the phone number to dial is 314-256-2565 that's our podcast hotline again 314-256-2565 if you have a question, we'll answer it in a future episode. If you have a review, we'll play it. If you want to get the Fast Cash Survival Kit, just leave your name and email on there, and we'll get it off to you. Because I know a lot of people I are listening. It. You got it. I got it back, yeah. Oh, nice. That was fast. Cool. All right, cool. Well, let's it is a Fast Cash Survival Kit, so I would assume it would be a fast <laughs> delivery. <laughs> yes, yes. That's good. It's all about speed. Speed of implementation. Oh, Eddie Speed. And we have Eddie Speed. <laughs> that I was not, I didn't plan that, Eddie. <laughs> Eddie, we have a great guest. His name is Eddie Speed. You've been in the note business, Eddie, for how many decades? Uh, working on my third, or, or I guess I'm working on my fourth. I started in 1980, so I've been doing it about, I guess, 30, what is that, 33 years now? That's awesome. That's awesome. Too dumb to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done you've done very very well with it. I had a chance to see you speak here in St. Louis a couple months ago. Uh, it was amazing. It was really really good. We're also in the same the same mastermind together, so we get to see each other three or four times a year, either in Florida or in Southern California. And Eddie's the I real. Have all you smart guys teach me how to do all this uh, <laughs> virtual assistant stuff? Quit, quit working so hard myself. <laughs> yeah, we're we're working on on that, and uh, yeah, yeah. But Eddie, I'm I'm really honored to have you here. You've uh, you've been in the industry for a long time, and you're one of the the few educators and that are actually doing a ton of business, doing what you teach. You know what I mean? You're doing a ton of notes, and there's a lot of guys who have taught notes in the past who have kind of uh, gone down in flames, and it's kind of sad. But not only do you have you been teaching this for so long? But you have a, a, a tremendous amount of students, and I've met these guys who are doing really well doing what you teach. And so I wanted to get you on the podcast to kind of introduce the subjects of notes, what that is, and how you can make money buying notes and selling them. 
But I also wanted to talk to you, Eddie, about maybe, can you give us a little bit of your history? How'd you get involved in real estate and what were you doing back in the 80s before you got into this business? Well, it's a, it is about the most simple story in the world. I was, um, I was a cowboy. I grew up cowboy and, and riding horses and worked in a cattle auction barn and was actually raised in Mississippi, but they really do have cattle in Mississippi, too. Long story short, I was uh, working in, uh, for the Mississippi Board of Animal Health. I was a horse inspector. And I met this guy who was in the note business, buying, at that time, seller finance notes. The, the idea of buying defaulted notes came later. But they, the, the guy kind of introduced me in the business and basically kind of said, look, we're not going to pay you anything, but if you want to come work with us and kind of work for free, we'll teach you this business. Hmm. And uh, the guy later became my father-in-law, and I've been married to that little gal now for about 31 years. Good for you. But, it, it, you, well, you know, it's funny. He just never thought anybody would take him up on it. <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> uh, you know, and, but I, so I started in the business and uh, originally bought seller financing, kind of got work into adding, uh, buying non-performing notes, you know, back in the, the banking debacle days of the late eight, 1980, the RTC, Resolution Trust Corporation, and ha- have subsequently bought uh, seller finance notes, performing notes, and then also uh, defaulted notes uh, every since. So it's been a it's been an interesting ride. I had some I had some interesting clients. I set up the note system for Homevestors, the Ugly House guys. Really, and uh, I dealt with Ken D'Angelo, the guy that founded Homevestors. He and I spent thousands of hours together. He was one of the most brilliant real estate guys I've ever known. I'd say maybe 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 the most brilliant. Uh, really, you know, he put, it wasn't just his personal brilliance of understanding, you know, putting We Buy Ugly House signs out. That was his idea, by the way. It wasn't some marketing company. But it was that he knew how to mechanize buying these houses and quantify repair issues. And just, he really, really, he showed me a lot about scalability. And really, I didn't really understand this because I was not in the training business when I started all that with him. But he really showed me a lot that I now credit to him for, you know, showing people quantifiable processes. And that's what, you know, he was really good. You know, when we walk into a house, guys, we look around. And if you're really seasoned, you just kind of look around and see things. But it all starts out, honestly, with kind of a checklist in our mind. So I've had some really great people. I've bought probably over 40,000 notes now. Wow. So I, I laugh and tell people I just I, I I really I'm really not smart. I'm just I'm just really seasoned, you know. Forty <laughs> because I made every mistake in the business, you know. But yeah, it's um and and of course now the business is I believe now in the next five years uh, will go down in in my history books is the best I've ever ever will ever will ever see the market have ever seen it will ever see it. Well, that's amazing. And saying and 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 Alex was. Chiming in, just to confirm, you said forty thousand, like four zero. Yeah, yeah, wow. zero zero zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, and, now. Did you and, buy? It's and... Funny, I, honestly, you kind of lose count. I mean, we 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 kind of have some measuring sticks that we can go back, and we don't. We're not. We 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 don't think we're overstating it. We might be slightly understating it, but it's yeah. It's a bunch of deals. I've 
I've closed a thousand portfolios, not just one-off notes, but I've actually closed a thousand portfolios. So, very interesting how I look at a deal now, and hopefully, you know, we're kind of in the training side. I'm, I'm kind of able to convey that, you know, because you guys know this in any form of marketing or any form of chasing deals. Really, the magic of is filtering and and yeah. and, and working on and not working on deals that won't close. And I think that's probably the biggest single it thing. It is. That the, the experience that I have in the business is so helpful. Because, like, I'll have a student that will start down the road, and I'll be like, no, nah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. You know, and they're like, well, I'm a, let, let me just tell you this. I, I already kind of know what the odds are. About one in a thousand, that deal will close. You know, so it's, 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 but it's fun. I love it. I, I could have never... I could have never dreamed to kind of accidentally fell into a career to have been so good to me or to have been something that I can genuinely say that I'm passionate about. I'm still passionate about it, you know, so it's fun. Now, Eddie, can you talk a little bit, give us a primer on what is involved with buying and selling notes? Well, a lot of what I teach today is buying non-performing notes. And the reason I teach it is because there is this incredible inventory of non-performing notes. Literally, there's about 10 million, or slightly over 10 million. So while the count of foreclosed properties goes down, REO property, this shadow inventory, as the industry has called it, now exists in non-performing notes. So I end up with the good fortune of working with a lot of guys like you guys that are really seasoned real estate investor guys, but they're kind of repositioning themselves because they're looking at non-performing notes as kind of a backdoor way of, you know, acquiring the real estate. So the short answer is I tell people we are a, the note business I'm in, buying notes at a discount, is essentially a pawn shop for real estate. So we look at the as-is value of the property, and we just back into that number as to what percentage you would be comfortable buying it, even with the, you know, with the maze that you have to yet get through to buy a non-performing note and go through a foreclosure process or hopefully reach a resolution with the customer without having to foreclose, which, by the way, we do about 80% of the time. So just so I can re- rewind a little bit, Eddie, a non-performing note is a mortgage that somebody has on a house that is def- in default, it's Bank America, it's Chase, it's uh, GMAC, and the customer hadn't made a payment in three years. The loans we typically buy are about, they owe about $125,000 or less. So we typically go after what we call the low price band, and we do it because of price. Average price we pay for these notes is about 10 to 25 cents on the dollar. 10 to 25 cents on the dollar. Yeah. Wow. So... <laughs> So you're buying you're buying the note really cheap, and of course we uh, we go through processes, you know, teaching people, you know, when you buy this note, how do you, you know, deal with the legal process, and how do you evaluate the property before you know you've even have access to it. And it's funny when I do a when I do a presentation, and I and I even do this now to believe it or not, I'd even do it to pretty sophisticated real estate investors. I start out the whole presentation. The very first thing I do is I say, look, guys, I'm in the note business. How many of you have been in the note business? And every time about 5% of the audience will raise their hand. 
And uh, so there's always somebody there that's had a little experience. And I say, and specifically, I'm in the discount note business. So then I'll have like a, a example of a check, you know. And so Joe McCall, I'm going to write you a check for a thousand bucks. I'm going to sign it Eddie Speed. What do you own? You own a note. And so your note is not an installment note secured by real estate, but it's still a note. And so people kind of freak out a little bit. You know, you talk about notes and paper, and they're like, oh, that's complicated. And then all of a sudden the audience realizes everybody in the room's really been in the note business in some way, shape, or form already. And then, then I use the analogy of, uh, well, okay, I'm in the discount note business, so what does that mean? So Joe, now how makes you know this is true, right? Joe, they don't even let Joe have a checking account. You know, so, so so he can't go down to the bank and cash a check because they stopped him from having a checking account. So he's got to go to a check cashing service. So, he, so Joe, you take this check for a thousand bucks, the check cashing service. Are they going to give you a thousand bucks? No, they'll um, they'll print maybe percent. Uh, I think the, I think the margin. I think I'm right about this. It's around fifteen to twenty percent. Is what I think it is. Wow. Okay, so let's just say let's just say that it happens to be twenty percent. So they write you a check for eight hundred bucks, Joe. And now, what do you do with your note? I give it to them. You endorse it. You 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 legally transfer it over to them. Right. Okay. That's okay. A let me example. ask you a question. How much does Eddie still owe? A thousand dollars. You got it. In other words, it didn't change how much I owed. What they paid for the note. Let me ask you something, Joe. Could they have given you $50 for that note and me still owe 1000 Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm in the discount note business. I buy notes at a lesser amount than the balance the customer owes. You're in the, uh, what do they call it? The, they're, in St. Louis, you see them all the time in these strip malls, uh, the check-into-cash title yeah, uh, yeah, places. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a pawn shop for real estate. I love you it. You know, people, people bring me a real estate secured asset, and I'm not saying that I'll let anybody sell me any note because there's a lot of notes that I wouldn't buy because the property's got too many issues. Sometimes the properties are blighted. Sometimes they owe more in taxes than they're worth or, you know, they've got city code issues. Or So I'm not saying that we'll buy any note, but I'm saying to you that you got to remember there's 10 million delinquent notes. Wow. And so we'll, we buy notes. Uh, secured by real estate, and what we pay for these notes is usually kind of a formula that we back into based on what the actual property itself is worth today. Is that something you could share just real briefly, or is it too complicated? No, I don't think. Uh, uh, we we chase the lower price band notes because the big hedge funds that buy these assets in ten thousands, they're kind of paying up. For the higher price band properties, they're they're kind of they're, they're paying a lot of money for them, and so I, I kind of deal under the market a little bit where I can go do something. On a fifty thousand dollar property, we would probably buy that note for mm, fifteen to eighteen thousand bucks. May buy it for twelve thousand. So it would give you kind of a scope of I'm in the most of these properties at around 30% of value. So we go through the, you know, we have a training process and we go through, you know, due diligence and what you would do up front and, 
you know, there's there's three things that could make you make a bad buy in this business. Three things are a blighted property, taxes, and title. So guess what we spend a lot of time on? All three? All three. <laughs> That's it. Right. Blighted properties, taxes, and title. And, you know, we teach people, you know, how that you know, the process works. And, and what's happened for us, I've been in the, I have been in the business. We have a family business, and I have investment business that we've been doing this for all these years. But you guys can imagine there's so much capital of the market now that has pulled out of the stock market, kind of pulled away and looking for something else to do, that I end up doing a lot of business with my students. So, you know, people will – so we have a family of, of private equity funds that we, you know, do, um, you know, Regulation D offerings and uh, take capital, and we go buy these assets in bulk. So we'll go buy 500 assets at a time or 1,000 assets at a time. So I have a fairly significant back office that we – either have in-house or that I outsource, uh, where we not only have the training business, but obviously we're out there in the space doing it. Well, Eddie, you buy these things at a discount. How do you make your money? What do you do with these notes after you buy them at 30 cents of the, uh, on the dollar? Well, let me, let, me set, uh, let me set a precursor to these analytics I'm going to give you, okay? Okay. This means to, to have these performance characteristics... A loan portfolio has to be a fresh portfolio. It can't be like some, you know, a note buyer bought them and worked, you know, these loans for two years, and now they're trying to bulk up and sell the loans that they can't fix, right? The analytics on those would be totally different because you're just trying to buy the, you're just trying to fix the ones they couldn't fix. But if we buy a portfolio of fresh assets, meaning that we buy directly from one of the big servicers, and uh, 40% of the time we can do a modification and get them paying again. And with, with an amazingly good long-term, you know, keep, these people being able to keep their house long-term, about 90% of the time they will perform for the rest of their life. And you're okay with that? Of course I am. Right. I'm, I, that's the first thing I want to do is keep somebody in their house. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to figure a way to, to go take somebody's house. Right. You make more money that way. Um, of course you do. We, not only do we make more money, but we really are helping helping the problem. And and we're not like one of these big mega servicers, and we can have connectivity and communication and relation with these customers differently than the big mega shops could. You know what I'm saying? I'm not criticizing them. I'm just saying we can. We're we're, we're more nimble. So that's cool because we're buying assets at such a deep discount that, um, you know, if we could just get 40% of these to pay again, then naturally we're going to do very well financially on our investment. But in addition to that, there's 60% left, right? So what happens to that 60%? About 40% of those, we can either do a short sale or we can... Uh, get a deed in lieu of foreclosure. They vacated the house. They want to move on with their life. They're, you know, and so we give them the ability to kind of tear the chapter out of the book in their life with this property and move on. And the remaining 20% is, 
you know, where we'll have to do a foreclosure process. And, you know, we're we're not the big bad guys here. We're going to do everything we can to go get people to get squared away and pay. Sometimes there's title issues on property, and kind of the simplest way to fix it is to do a foreclosure process. So there are there are some reasons that as you progress in the business and understand a little bit more about how how these things work, you know, sometimes the attorney will say, you know, the best way to fix it is for us just to go ahead and foreclose. But but our goal is to try to fix the deal and not just, we're certainly never, ever going to, we're not going to go bully these people. You know, they've already been beat up. You'd be amazed at how grateful they are we help them. I can bet. I can bet. So the ones that do a modification, you just start collecting payments on that. The ones that you do the short sale on, do you do anything with those houses or do you sell? Yeah. Yeah, okay. we resell them. And, and uh, because I have a long history in the seller finance note industry, then, then we typically will do a seller finance model. And uh, kind of a quick model that, that is fairly common is that we'll take the properties that we can get rent ready and we work with a group of real estate specialist real estate agents nationwide that specialize in managing long-term rental property. And we'll load that property with a tenant, uh, or we can load them with a lease option buyer. And then once we have that property cash flowing, we will go back out in the marketplace and offer that property to investors um, that would buy cash flow properties and won't, you know, we've got the management in place and the property's fixed up and loaded with a tenant. And, uh, but we'll do a, a seller finance model. And the typical model is, you know, you sell a house for $60,000, investor pays you about 30000 down, and we carry a $30,000 note. But here's the neat part about it. In five years, the tenant, through paying the rent, pays off your note on the house because the note we create would fully amortize in five years. Right. So an investor pays essentially half the price of the property up front, holds it for five years, and the tenant pays for the other half of the property. And that's a pretty, uh, that's a very duplicatable model. And uh, there's a lot of kind of reasons I, you know, would take longer than we had for me to get into of what really all these things that kind of influence me and that being kind of a, an innovative way to do it, but um, it just made sense to me. There's, as you guys know, there's all these cash investors, more than we've ever seen, average in the past past three years, about 30, 33 to 34% of all residential properties sold for cash. That's amazing. And one, one a lot third. of them bought them. Because, well, they just, they, it's, it's, it's what I call anxious money, left the stock market, and they went out and bought precious metals and single-family houses because they were jumping away from the stock market. And so now all of a sudden that the inventory of properties gotten a little lower, you know, now all of a sudden there's more people wanting to do it. And we're not, we're, we, 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 so we've tried to not just meet the market needs of selling them a house, but we try to give them a real uh, creative way to do it where they can, you know, because for them to own a rental property, they don't need to own the rental property for a year. They need to own it for a long enough period of time so that they can grow their retirement account or grow their capital. Right. And that's what we're kind of enabling them to do. Can you talk a little bit about how you find these notes? What 
what are you doing? Are you doing any kind of marketing? Are you putting ads in the newspaper, doing Google marketing? What what's some of your favorite marketing strategies to find these non-performing notes? 100% of the time, unless you can write a check for $5 million, you're not going to buy directly from the institutions. The institutions are not going to sell you one-off or five notes. It's just not going to happen. I mean, they're, they have... Uh, they have to dispense this inventory, and they can't. They don't have an efficiency. They don't have the labor capabilities to go do it on a small volume. So they have to go bulk these assets up and sell them to investors. So these would be what you'll hear me call a hedge fund. It's just some, you know, it's a somebody that's probably raised money in some kind of a, you know, public offering setup, and they'll go buy these assets. They'll go buy a thousand at a time or whatever. And so so they obviously can go long term and do all the work out on all the assets themselves. But it is a very common practice for these hedge funds to take some of these notes, sometimes all of the notes they buy, and they turn around and they they buy them in bulk and sell them on a one off basis. You know, basically they buy them by the case and sell them by the bottle. And the reason they do that is it's a velocity model. If they mark the assets up a little bit, say 20%, but they turn their inventory over in 60 to 90 days, then run that math. That's a heck of a yield on your investment. So it has become uh, an industry standard that private equity funds will buy these non-reforming notes and turn around and, and re-aggregate them and sell them in the marketplace. And that's basically the model that I teach. I know that there's people out there that say they're going to call on the banks and buy one-off notes, but, I mean, I've got, and Joe, you know this, I've got probably 200 of the most successful people in the business out there doing it that have schooled under me. And I don't have any of those guys that are, you know, have any predictable business model, you know, trying to buy, you know, one or two assets directly from the bank. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying the odds aren't in your favor. So they're buying them from these smaller hedge funds. That's correct. And how do they reach out to those guys? How do you find them? There's a network, and basically, I teach uh, uh, like LinkedIn. You can you can use LinkedIn. You can you, you can courthouse research. You know, when you buy these assets, all these all these assignments of liens or transfer of liens are recorded in the courthouse. And so, there's a lot of different ways that you can. You know, source the business. There's conferences. Um, I just got back from a distressed debt conference in New York City a couple weeks ago. You know, what's funny, Joe, is a lot of people that first start with me, that's their number one barrier. How would I find the guys that sell these notes? The truth of the matter is they're trying to find you. They just, they're, there is a, kind of a level of training that somebody needs to have to start because obviously if you were running a private equity fund and you bought a thousand notes and need to sell them all in 90 days, you can't have people call you up and play what if with you, play, asking you 40 questions on, you know, all day long, right? I mean, they're, they're, that's, not, that's not a scalable model. And so that's kind of the, that's the seemingly, we, I don't even know that we planned it this way, but this is the niche that we have clearly filled in the market is we take small investors, some of them are bigger, but we take smaller investors and teach them 
how to go deal with these private equity funds. So the private equity funds just are really wanting to call you back and tell you more deal because, you know, you kind of know how to play the game a little bit. I, I don't know if you, um, I don't think this was mentioned, but what states would you say or regions right now are the main spots where people are selling notes? Because, you know, I mentioned my local market and you're like, well, you know, you kind of have to separate yourself from the local market. What are the areas right now that you're seeing most of the notes? The, the uh, are you guys familiar with the hardest hit funds out states? Um, Vegas, Arizona, California, Florida. Yes, there is 18 states. You can Google it. Hardest hit funds. By the way, there's like crazy money that's available in these states that are as available to delinquent borrowers. So we, we like the 18 hardest hit funds states because we can then go, you know, work with the borrower. We can't do it for them, but we can counsel them a little bit and make sure they do it right. And there's up to $100,000 available for them just to modify their loan. So we end up chasing um, assets and, you know, the Rust Belt, of the Southeast, some of the Midwest states like uh, Kansas City and St. Louis, Joe, like where you live, New York, you know, Florida. We deal in lower price band nuts, so we don't typically see as many assets like in the West Coast, like Oregon or California or, or Arizona. I have a huge amount of students that probably literally a third of the students I train in either California or, or uh, Arizona but they don't buy that many notes in their backyard. And so the big thing is, oh, how in the world could I do that? And it's kind of like we were talking beforehand. It's like we can teach people how to do that. I mean, that's not going to the moon. Yeah. You know, every one of these banks that had these foreclosed properties, how many of them were in the neighborhood where the property was located? Not too many. Almost never, right? Yeah. So it's a matter of teaching of people, there's market efficiencies, really, that have been built because there was such a massive amount of vaulted notes and a massive amount of REO property that there's become a huge, there's huge networks that kind of could serve as what you and I would probably call boots on the ground. And uh, anyway, it's a it's a process, and, and I I generally say that I can take any investor if they'll spend a little time with us, I can take any investor and show them how we do it every day, and then they're going to go, oh, yeah, I got it, I see that. But until they kind of see it and they see the processes, you know, it's going to seem foreign to them. How could I dare buy a note on a property that's 500 miles from where I live? So, you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, I, I this, I think, earlier in the call, but I really do. It just, in the next five years, you know, I just... We're just never, I don't think we'll ever see a market like this again. I mean, um, there is such a deep pool of available notes to buy, and and the price that we pay for them is obviously very good. And what's happened in about the last 18 months is instead of the collateral continuing to go down in value, what's happened to the value of the underlying collateral? Gone up. Going, going up. So I'm a pawn shop for real estate, and my collateral is going up in value. <laughs> That's good. Eddie, could you, could you uh, give us some numbers? Like, 
maybe I don't know how how difficult this is to do because it's you can't guarantee results and things like that. Like, what are some numbers that your students are seeing on, on average? Example, per, yeah, some examples of like maybe an example of a, uh, a non-performing note that a student found and flipped. How much they made on that? Things like that. Maybe an All example right, so here's deal. A, here's a typical deal. I, I've got a I've got a student who's a who's a former landlord, real estate investor guy, lives outside of Columbus, Ohio, and uh, Justin is his name. Justin, they've now bought about 70 notes on these properties with uh, an average price of about 8000 bucks. Wow. And he was at a class that I was at this past weekend, and so somebody said, Justin, what's kind of your number? And he said, well, we won't, if we can't, if we can't make three times our investment back, we, we, we won't work it. He said, we've been lucky sometimes and made, you know, ten times our investment back. But he said, it, you know, and he's a former engineer, so, you know, he's a numbers guy. And um, But he basically said, you know, if we can't kind of paint into the model three times the number in a year, we won't do it. So I know that sounds kind of crazy, but... This is the market. So a you know? typical note that he's buying is eight grand. He's and paid eight grand. There'll be back taxes. Okay. You know, there'll be a couple thousand dollars in back taxes. And, you know, if he ends up with the property, he's going to have a little repair. So let's just say he's got 15000 in it. Maybe he's got 18000 in it. But if he sells that house for 55000 bucks, there's his math. Is he keeping these houses, or is he selling them like you were talking he about? Owns a bunch of, he now owns a bunch of notes. Most of my guys don't keep the properties themselves. If they load it with a tenant, they sell it as a loaded rental. Okay. And that's just because that's a very lucrative model that we've kind of figured out how to duplicate. And, you know, if somebody wants to hold rental property long term, I mean, certainly they can do it. There's nothing about this model that would prohibit that. You know, you, you, you kind of heard the math. About 60% of the time, we're going, we're going to end up with a property. Okay, so then a new student who's just getting started in this, do they, use their own, do they have to use their own money to buy these notes? Can they borrow money to, borrow, to, to buy these notes, or do they have to partner with somebody? All the above. Okay. Most, most people that I train, uh, I'm, I'm re- as you know, Joe, I'm really, really, really big in self-directed retirement accounts. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I, my heart in, in what I, you know, I, I'm fortunate enough that I've got dozens of people like Justin that I've really, I feel like I've really been able to change their life. And I'm, and I'm not saying that in a, you know, braggy way or whatever. I'm, I'm honored. I'm, I, I just feel like I've trained for this event for 30 years and it showed up, right? But um, what I really think I can affect thousands of people is the idea of investing in notes tax-free forever. And with, Self-directed you know, with IRAs lend themselves perfectly to notes. It, I mean, because it gets difficult with wholesaling because you can get you know, hit with it, the UBIT or UBIT unrelated UBIT. business right. income tax. But yeah. I think with notes, you really don't have to worry about it, right? You, you you don't, and and there's it's just it's just terrific. It's a little hard to do on this interview, but I'm going to try to give you a quick spin of how you could leverage an IRA, a, 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 self, a Roth investment. Okay, so so let me give you let me give you kind of a, a, a sample deal. You have a hundred thousand dollar note. 
payable over 30 years. Let's just say it's an 8% interest, okay? Now, this typical customer, this is a pay-in note. This is a non-performing note. This is a performing note. Lending institution, this loan got categorized because the customer filed Chapter 13 bankruptcy. So it gets dumped into a hedge funds bucket, and uh, it's, a, it's a performing note. I mean, it's a re-performing note. It was fault, but now it's paying again. Market for that note today, you can buy that note fairly consistently for 60 to 70% of the balance owed. So I can buy that note for 60 or 70,000 bucks. How much, how much is the original note again? Just, just say it was 100 grand. 100 grand. No, just, okay. just, just, just pretend for mathematics reasons that they hadn't made any payments. They always have. But I buy that note for 60 to 70,000 bucks. It's a performing note. I put it with a servicer. So I'm not servicing the loan every month, I'm not monitoring the taxes or insurance or whatever. I, I've got somebody that is a licensed servicer that that's what they do. So they're collecting the payments for me. Then I find somebody that has taken their money out of the stock market and they're kind of hanging loose. And so what I show them how to do is, look, you could buy 12 years of my note. They legally own the whole note. At the end of 12 years, they'd reassign it. And this is... There's been literally billions of dollars worth of these kind of assets done in the seller finance space. It's called a partial. So I sell them essentially the most valuable part of the note because it's the next 12 years worth of payments. It's not the back 12 years. It's the first 12 years. They write a check for 69900 bucks, and I paid 70000 for the note. How much am I short? A hundred bucks. I'm short a hundred bucks. And my Roth IRA owns the residual interest in that note. So you're you're buying the you're selling the most valuable part of the note, which was the first twelve yep. years. Is that what you said? Yep. And then after so, that twelve years, you're collecting the rest of that money into your IRA tax free. That's correct. So there's all kind of of methods that people learn in this business. I mean, Joe, you've been to events, so it makes sense to you. It's kind of comical. You've seen it, Joe, that people come there and I start showing them stuff and there's no hocus pocus math. I mean, I, these are, I go through, you know, I go through a lot of detail and show them how I got the numbers and lay out the whole thing. So it's not voodoo economics or anything. It's just people just really don't ever understood it tends that you could do that. But it's kind of funny, and you've seen it, Joe. It's like they get all giddy, you know, with the events because they're like, you know. And, and so I really, you know, that's something that I, I look at kind of the training side and think I really, really could affect a big piece of the market because I think people are just, you know, people that are over 50 years old right now or probably over 40 years old, they're really worried about their future. When, when I heard you talk about partials, you're basically buying a, an asset for nothing that's going to grow tax-free in your IRA for, yeah. for quite a long time. And my mind about exploded when I, when I saw you talk about that. I thought, what on earth? And uh, it, it is kind of hard to explain in an interview. You've got to just see it live. Um, yeah, it, it makes more sense when I, you know, because we, we've kind of developed a sequence of, 
of pictures that kind of show, kind of build the picture and show you where how the math works and you know the balances and all that stuff. And it's not, it, as I said, as you progress. I mean, when I do these classes, you know, by the time we get somebody to a class, I mean, we we break it down in a very detailed process and just, I mean, literally every time, you just can't believe how excited they get. It's you know, I've done it. I've I've been doing parts, no kidding, since you know my very earliest days in the career, and and now thirty three years later, I've never gotten tired of explaining a partial to people because they're so funny about how excited they get. Well, I remember uh, way back in the day, uh, probably early two thousands, hearing Ron Legrand talk about that uh, when he when he was doing owner financing deals and he was saying you know the people needed money. So, you know, they, they wanted money. So at that time, I don't, I don't think you can do this anymore. But he would sell a partial to a note buyer. So he'd give the people, um, you know, cash uh, up front uh, by selling part of their note uh, at the closing table. Yeah. Have you, you, do you remember those times? I, um, I, I worked for the guys that invented buying partials. <laughs> really? So, yeah, I, I truly did. So I'm... I, 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 let me just say, I was there on the scene of the accident first. <laughs> <laughs> but but that was doable back in the day, right? You could like you say you got a homeowner who owns a property for a, you know doesn't owe anything on it. They owner finance to you for a hundred thousand, and then you could yeah. sell. They could sell a partial of that note at closing uh, to yeah. you know to a note buyer, and then. Collect no the rest question of about that. As I said, I set up the note system for homevestors. So homevestors franchisees wide had a system where they could generate a note, and we would immediately buy that note. And I did it. Wow! For not just homevestors, but I did it for many, many national real estate investors. So, do they still do that, homevestors? No, they're you know they they do you know they do some other methods. But, you know, I have a lot of real estate investors that, um, you know, as the, as the conventional lending, you know, back when um, subprime lending really went crazy, you know, the note business really changed a lot because people really didn't need seller financing. The reason you would do seller financing is because you didn't need to. I mean, you, you couldn't get a conventional mortgage. But when subprime lending went bonkers and everybody could get a mortgage, you know, then our business kind of changed and but now you know there's a lot of real estate investors that use a use a note model to to sell their property and I've worked you know I end up working a lot with you know showing them how to do it correctly I I, I probably my claim to fame in the seller finance space uh, I've traded more seller finance notes than any kind of trader dealer in the United States I mean I've done mm, Thirty thousand, and so I sort of wrote the recipe for how to make a note so that you could sell it in the secondary market. So the idea that your question is talking about, you know, some guru like Ron Legrand saying, "Could you do this?" It's all a matter of, did you, do, do you create a note that the note secondary market has a tolerance for? And so I would teach people the minimum standards that is an acceptable note to investors. Because I was, I represented the note industry. So, and and we still do all that in training. Because it, even if you're buying a re-performing note, like we just talked about, you know, in this hundred thousand dollar note that we just kind of did the little case study on. Yeah. 
I mean, what's the likelihood they're going to pay? You got to buy a note that's paying. You need to be able to calculate: is it a predict? Are they predictably going to pay you back? That's definitely cat. That's definitely important to understand and know. Yeah, it's common thing. Honestly, at the end of the day, my whole concept and and trying to you know teach people this business and kind of what we do is I try to just make I try to use good life analogies. And really just kind of end the day, just kind of appeal to people's good common sense. Well, I was going to say that, Eddie, because a lot of what we were talking about is outside the norm of what we normally talk about on this podcast. Um, And it sounds complicated to a lot of people, but trust me, if you were to sit down with Eddie and listen to him explain it over the phone, uh, not over the phone, in person and live, it just breaks it down so simple. And uh, nothing uh, against you, Eddie, but your, your demeanor and the way you talk it really yeah. is a simple, you have a real simple personality, I guess you'd say. I do, I, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I tell people this can't be complicated, or if it was, I couldn't do it. <laughs> but uh, to hear you speak live about this stuff, it's really, really eye-opening. And uh, I got real excited when I saw you speak about it. So you do, uh, you do several live events every year, don't you, Eddie, in different parts of the country? Now, I, we guys, just so full disclosure, we're not getting any kind of commission. Uh, we, we've asked Eddie to share about this to our audience because we believe it's valuable and it's worth it. We don't get anything from him talking about his website or talking about his boot camps that he does. But I'm telling you, there's nobody out there who does it better than Eddie does right now. And if you're at all interested in notes, and even if you aren't, I'd still encourage you to go to Eddie's website because... Once you learn about more about how they work, I think you're going to be really, really intrigued. But, Eddie, can you talk about kind of the events that you do around the country? You do two different main courses or boot camps, right, on performing notes and non-performing notes. Can you talk about that? Right. We, we, have, we have two classes. Uh, these are live events. Uh, one of them is called Big Money from Bad Debts. And so that class is on non-performing notes. Okay. And then we have a class called Rich Rewards in Real Estate Notes, and that's a class on performing notes. And we talk about seller financing and the partials and all the stuff we were just talking about. So you can kind of see it's really just too much information for really us to cover in one, one three-day event. So we have two different classes, break them up. Most people buy both classes. They don't have to, but uh, they... Our audience, the more they hear, the more, as you said, Joe, the more intrigued they get and they progress. So uh, we have these, these couple of classes. Right now, they're, we're doing a lot of them. Uh, we'll probably do, between the two of them, we'll probably do over 20 this year. Wow, really? Um, yeah. And, you know, they're from East Coast to Central part of the United States to the West Coast. And here's what I kind of tell people. This is an opportunity of a lifetime. I mean, everybody, if they're going to come to a class, you're going to have to change your calendar a little bit, and you're probably going to have to travel, you know? Mm -hmm. And the truth of the matter is, all of us on this call, the three of us, are, you know, we we change our calendar and we travel because as, as business people, we know that the business opportunity is worth the inconvenience. And so that's kind of how you have to look at this class. You know, I have people that I kind of laugh and tease with them a little bit. Well, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, I do it, except, you know, I don't want to travel. And I'm like, well, what happens if I just come do the class in your living room, you know? (laughs) 
but I, I will say this: we we really we we're, we we're trying to do it differently. I mean, we're we're very aware of the traditional seminar industry, and no no rocks throwing there from our side. But I'm just saying, people come to us and go, "Man, this is this is really different." And I just think there's a lot of things about it that from the way we present it to kind of how we go about it. Um, it's, uh, it's, I think it's a very good experience. So I, I do a lot of real investment groups and uh, have guys now that help me. I mean, it's just, it's just way more than I could physically do. So right. we've got, we've got a couple of really competent speakers, uh, that work with us in the business every day. So they're not just a speaker. They're just guys out there in the trenches with us every day, but they're, you know, they're good communicators, and uh, then obviously I do the classes with them. I don't all, I don't, I very seldom do any class by myself anymore, but just because, you know, I laugh and tease people. I'm only committed to this business for about 80 hours a week. The rest of the time's on my own. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not funny but, actually. But I know what you're saying. Well, I know. See the guy, all these guys in my mastermind, Alex, like Joe. They're they're fussing at me because I'm. I work too much, but I do take my family with me a lot. All way. right. Andy, I met your boys when you were here in St. Louis. Fine, fine yep. young men, Eddie. Yeah. And George game the next day after we saw you. So. Oh, good. Good. So anyway, uh, the, the, our, our training business is called Note School. And uh, so it's at noteschool.com. And uh, there is an, there's a toll-free number on there. I'll give it to somebody real quick if they want it. Yeah. It's uh, 888 847 9353. So, noteschool.com. Yep. 888 847 9353. That's correct. Or noteschool.com. And uh, it's business now that, you know, I'm really um, honored that, you know, so many really seasoned guys or so many people that have looked at real estate investing and that type of thing that now notes has become a very good alternative. It's very funny. I'll ask a class on the third day when I do a class after that we've really spent some time together and really made them understand the market. And I did a class uh, just the other day and I asked this question, which I usually always do. And I go, okay, let me ask you a question, class. Now that you understand what you understand, is it easier to own a property or easier to own a note? And oh, guess yeah. what? Everybody in the audience will always say, "Notes." It's easier, to, exactly. It's easier to own a note. Although, if you ask somebody that without understanding, then naturally their response would be, "Oh gosh, no! I, I have no idea how to own a note." So we just show them how to. You know, there's a big vendor network of people you can outsource stuff to, and we just kind of show them how to do that. That's really good. I think I'm going to title the podcast "Easier to Own a Note Than Own a Property." <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> well, the note the note doesn't uh, pick up the phone and call you every time their toilet's clogged. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, uh, exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't. and and and, and uh, you know one of the things that we're you know some people like you guys if you own notes you could probably service the notes yourself and know how to do it. But the nice part about it is. I can have the notes serviced every month by somebody, and, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, they deal with all the 
talking to the borrower and making sure the taxes are paid, making sure it's properly insured, and make sure that they send the stuff to the IRS, you know, on their interest they've collected. And, you know, I, and in my case, I own thousands of notes, but I don't have to do all that. What do you have to pay for something like that? Is it a percentage per, usually, like, per note? Usually it's, usually it's a flat fee. So just kind of usually a kind of a rule of thumb, depending on whether it's performing or non-performing, but it's usually 15 to 25 bucks a month. Not bad. I mean, that's thousand times better than a property manager taking ten percent. <laughs> Absolutely right. Well, listen, Mr. Eddie, Eddie Speed, thank you so much, guys. Noteschool dot com is his website. If you want to call his office, it's eight 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 four seven nine three five three. Go check him out. There's some good videos on his website. I know a lot of you have a lot of questions. He has a good section on his website. I was just looking at on the frequent some frequently asked questions. But if you want to get some more information on notes, if you really want to learn how you can invest in notes and self-directed IRAs, which we just, I mean, you could spend several days talking about that. I really feel like we, we just did not have enough time for this to kind of go into the detail that you needed to do, that you needed to have. But, I mean, this is a good uh, get, your, get your toes into the water, get a feel for what this is like. But you can also get a lot more good information on your website, Eddie, at noteschool.com about what notes are and how you can profit from them and, and um, see some see some testimonials from students and things like that. So that's, that's awesome. We appreciate you being on the podcast, Eddie. I enjoyed being here. Enjoy, and always enjoy telling the story and working with guys like you guys. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And, guys, don't forget, realestateinvestingmastery.com is our Fast Cash Survival Kit. And you can also text the word FAST and your email to 38470 to get the Fast Cash survival kit texted back to you on your phone so we appreciate all that alex have a good day man i appreciate it great call all right thank you eddie thanks guys see you later bye-bye